0: Hello and welcome to the Listen Podcast. I am your host, Tyrone, and today's episode is going to be about the Resident Evil franchise. Now, I was going to talk about the franchise as a whole, but then I realized that there was a lot of games and a lot of movies and a lot of details. So I decided to split it up. So the first half I wanna talk about is the games. That's because the games are what sparked the movie, so why would I talk about the movies first when the movies actually came from the games? So first, I'm going to go into the Resident Evil games, and I'm going to talk about the games, and then I'll talk about the movies. Now, I was going to talk about the games like I was going to do it like, okay, this was Resident Evil 1, this was Resident Evil 2, but... Um. I'm not I don't want to get into a lot of details of the games because Resident Evil is those games that you can't they're almost like movies like you can't spoil them in case people want to go back and play them and you can go back and play Resident Evil one, two, and three now they remade all of them. So you can go back and play them over again on the new systems. And if you got an old system, you can go back and buy them. Like if you got an old PlayStation, PlayStation 2 or something, you can go back and buy them and play them. And um so I don't want to ruin them for anybody, but I am gonna kind of like tell some of the story. so if you're interested in playing resident evil i ain't gonna never tell you not to listen to my podcast listen to my podcast maybe to give you more interest in playing and i'm not gonna try to like spoil no shit for you or whatever i'm gonna try not to but i'm um i don't know i'm gonna say what i want to say you know how i get down i get into it and once i get into it i start saying whatever i want to fucking say about it so that's what i'm doing so um I'm about to get into these Resident Evil video games. So how I discovered the Resident Evil video games was, like, my sister had a PlayStation. I don't know where she got Resident Evil from. I don't know how she got it. I don't know what she came up with it from or whatever. I just know that her boyfriend, husband, whatever you want to call him, he's been around my whole life. He, um, he had it. And I was never interested in playing it. I played PlayStation games, but I was playing, like, Crash Bandicoot and Bullshit and voice Games Mad and all that kind of shit. I wasn't into, like, No shooters or nothing. I didn't play no crazy shit like that. And um so I talked to my sister and she was like, Yeah, I was up. I was watching um watching Zach play the game. And I'm like watching him play. My sister didn't play video games for real. She played like Pac-Man and shit back in the day. But she never really played video games. She never was really interested in him. So when she said she was watching him play the game, and I'm like, watching him like, what the fuck? Like, why are you watching him play the game? You could be cleaning up. Do you be doing something like you watching him play the game that's stupid to me? So then um she was like, yo, that was playing the game last night, and he gotta kill these zombies and the zombies was eating these people and all this and all that. And I'm like, what? Zombies was eating some people. I ain't never heard of shit. Like, I ain't never seen a game like that, whatever. And I'm like, uh, whatever. I thought it was cool. Then she was like, yo, that was playing the game, and he saw the boy and the boy was dead, and then he went in the room where the boy was died at, and it was this and the boy had snake bites on his body, and it was this giant snake came out and attacked that. And I was like, what? A giant snake came out and attacked me. Like, yeah, the snake was big. Like, big took up the whole screen and was attacking him. So then I was like, okay, I got to fucking see what's going on. So I went over to their apartment. He was playing. And I started watching him play. And I was like, oh, I was astounded. I was like, oh, my God, I got to get this. I got to play this game. So that's how I got introduced to Resident Evil. And I started playing myself. So the First Resident Evil comes out and you can play as Chris, you can start off you can play as Chris or you could play as Jill. And what happened was these it, it starts out like a fucking movie. It starts off showing these, this team going in and they like and they're like in the woods or like in the mountains and they got it and they started getting attacked by whatever they didn't even know. and they just ran and ran and ran and then they found this mansion and they thought that the mansion was um cool like safe for them to go into to get away from whatever was attacking them outside so they ran into the mansion now the cool was that they were sent out there because bravo team went out there first and bravo team got all missing so they sent um stars out there to go find out what happened to bravo team and so stars gets out there to find out what happened to bravo team and um and that's how they get in this mansion. And apparently, like if you play as Jill, Chris, they've been separated. They all kind of got, got separated, and you go in this mansion, and you walk around this mansion. And this mansion is not haunted. It's fucked up. It's filled up with zombies and um and like uh zombie like dogs. It's just it's just fucked up. It's got monsters. There, there's there's zombie like people and dogs and all kinds of shit in this house. It's fucking, It's, a, it's a, a, a a killer plant. And there and all that. And so um Jill has to go in there and it's really um a mansion. And then after you get farther along and farther along and farther along in the game, you find out that it's not really a mansion, it's really a secret um uh like a secret lab and Umbrella Corporation um owns it and they got this virus called the T virus that's making these people turn to zombies and making these um monsters, you know, making these um animals turning into monsters or whatever so you go through that and then when you get later on you like find other people like barry this guy barry still survives if you play with jill this guy barry still survives and you find barry and you're like hey barry because when you walk around the house everybody you find you see him you walk up to him and he'll be like carlos is dead alex is dead like <laughs> they be fucked up and if he's telling you like these motherfuckers is dead so when you find somebody alive you're like okay so if you play as um as Jill, you find Barry, and Barry's alive, and Barry helps you at first, and then Barry trades on your ass and, and almost tries to get you killed. And you're like, what the fuck, Barry? Like, what is going on with Barry? Why Barry trading on me? And then you find, and if you're if you Chris, you play with Rebecca, and Rebecca helps you for a while, and then Rebecca disappears too. you know like, what the fuck happened? You think Rebecca dead. Like, okay, Rebecca's dead. I ain't got time for this shit. You know what I mean? But um, that game was scary. Like, even from the first zombie you see, when you first go in the first room, And you see the time you can hear him. He like this. And that's the scary part of the game. The scary part of the game is a lot of times you hear this shit before you get to the shit. And then you don't want to get to it. You hear it and it's like. Or like nasty noises. And you're like. "Uh, -uh, uh -uh, What the fuck? I don't want to go in that room. And then this though. The first time you see him, when you go in there, that motherfucker stops. And it's like a cut screen. Because he stops eating whatever he's eating. And he looks at you like. Real slow, like, nasty, ugly motherfucker. And you're just like, oh, shit. And then he gets on you right away. You got to shoot that motherfucker right away, like, pop or stab him right away. It's like, it's fucking scary. And then um, that giant snake is scary as shit. Like, that was the scariest thing I've ever seen in a video game in my life when I first started. Like, you open it, you get in there, and that giant snake, that thing opens up, and that snake starts slithering out. And it's nasty, bro. And, uh, and up until... Uh, up until that point in my life, that was the scariest thing I've ever seen in a video game. That snake came out. That motherfucker was nasty, and he was going around. You had to shoot him. And um, the way Resident Evil 1 was set up, it was kind of awkward. The controls were kind of awkward. You move kind of slow, like. So you couldn't really shoot. It ain't like the new video games now where you can roll around and shoot and do some kind of flips and do all kinds of crazy shit and jump in the air and pop, 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 and shoot all over the place. It wasn't like that. It was like almost like real life, almost like you... you you barely can move. Like your character in the game is scared. Like your character in the game ain't moving right, and the gun ain't popping off right, and the reloads ain't right. It's just fuck. It was just um, fucked up. And then you go down, and then you find Wesker, and Wesker was like y'all boss. Like Wesker was like yo, This is- Wesker was like the leader of y'all team. So you find him, you think everything cool. Was like okay, Wesker, come on, we're gonna team up and fuck these things up. And you realize that Wesker ain't on your side. Wesker is the guy that, um, that's doing the shit, he's part of the umbrella, he trades on you, and, uh, he tries to steal the virus, but then he gets his ass wiped, and you're like, okay, ha you stole the virus, and you created this monster, and now look at you, like, karma's a bitch, you traded on us, you got all these people killed, you probably was part of Bravo team getting killed, you're part of us getting killed, you in here, and now the monster killed you, ha ha, and you think that it's over, and you fucking kill the tyrant, and you, um, and you get out of the fucking mansion, and you think you won. You're like, yeah, you're so happy. Like, being a Resident Evil game makes you happy. It makes you feel happy. Everything about you is happy. You're just, like, you're just, like, glad you survived. It's almost like real life, yo. It almost made me feel like real life. Like, yo, I survived some shit. I survived some shit. I survived growing up in the hood. But I'm like, this is some other shit. I killed the zombies. I killed the tyrants and the little secrets. Oh, man, all the little clues and the little secrets and the little shit you got to figure out and how you got to open this door and that door. And the fucked up part about it is when you play Resident Evil 1, you don't realize that you have to fill out, figure out all these clues and kind of like be a detective and all this and all that. So there was a lot of times where I spent like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, just running around, like not having nothing else to do. Like there was a little bit of a relief. There's a little bit of a relief that eh, if you did everything that you can do up to a certain point, there's a little bit of relief knowing that if you go into a room, nothing's going to come out and attack you. You've killed everything you've killed, nothing's going to attack you. You don't have to worry about no more sneak attacks, no more dolls, no more nothing coming out. But then there's a disappointment in, like, going into 10 rooms and trying to find out what you missed because apparently you missed something. So it's it's tedious to go back and go into other rooms and look around, look around, look around, look around, look around push on tables, hit walls, like, try to figure out what you missed. But it's cool a little bit to be able to be like, yo, I can run around this whole fucking mansion and not fucking have to worry about no monsters coming out. I killed everything in here. Now I just gotta find the key or the or the plaque or the picture or the stone or whatever you gotta find that you gotta put in the wall to get the fuck the next door open. The doors are the scary part too. When you open the doors, they go like they creak open and then they close behind you like ba-doom and you don't know what the fuck's in that room you don't know what is in the next room when that door when that door goes and then it goes ba-doom and the screenshot cuts straight to the door like when you open the door the screenshot cuts it's just the door and it just opens and it's black you can't see nothing and then it goes ba-doom behind you and then you see the room and it could be a zombie right there. It could be a bunch of zombies in there. It could be a something. Or you open the door, you see the room, and then you see a bed or a table or something. And you hear like some noise, like something crawling or a roach or something. You don't know what the fuck it is. And you can't move for a second. You have to analyze this room for a second to think, OK, whatever's in here, where could it come from? Where could it come from? And you were stuck. Literally, for a few seconds, you're stuck. Like, I don't want to move because if I move, that thing going to move. You actually really are scared. Like, this is the first time, like, I played a video game where I was scared. Shooters, anything else, Mario, Crash Bandicoot, nothing else scared you in video games. This was, like, some new shit. So, I played Resident Evil 1. I beat that. And I was like, wow, this is some good shit. And um, I was hooked. I was hooked after that first game. I was hooked. So when Resident Evil Zero came out, it was on GameCube. And I didn't have a GameCube. So I was going to buy a GameCube just to play Resident Evil Zero. Then I was like, you know what? I don't want to play. I don't want to buy a GameCube to play Resident Evil Zero. But then my friend had Resident Evil Zero. And so, I mean, he didn't have Resident Evil Zero. He had a GameCube. So I bought Resident Evil Zero to play on my friend's Nintendo GameCube Resident Evil Zero was um you play as Rebecca Chambers and you're supposed to be um you're with the Bravo team actually and you get separated from the Bravo team you have to team up with this this fugitive ability to beat the game and it's supposed to be what happened before Resident Evil one it wasn't a good game wasn't fun to play wasn't like Resident Evil one it was like irritating I did not like Resident Evil Zero so that kind of put me back that set me back I didn't like it And it wasn't good as Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil game. It seemed like it was something they just threw together to try to market off the Resident Evil. So I was like, oh, man, like kind of salty. But I let my friend have the game. He liked it. I let him have it. We was cool. Fuck it. And then um, Resident Evil 2 came out. And I wasn't going to get it. I was like, you know what? I'm done with it. And then I saw... The previews for it and I saw I used to get Game Informer and I'm reading Game Informer and I'm reading it and I'm like hold up this looks good I'm gonna get it and so I get it and um Resident Evil 2 comes out and you're playing with Claire you find out that Claire is Chris's sister, because her name is Claire Redfield, and the guy Chris on than Evil 1 was Chris Redfield, so it wasn't hard to put it two and two together. I know, I thought it was his wife, but then I'm like, a guy like that can't handle wife. I thought he was going to fuck with Jill. It seemed like him and Jill was going to get the fucking, you know, because Jill was the female antagonist, and he was the male, and, and I just thought, I mean, pra- I don't know if it's protagonist, whatever they call him, I just thought that... um. Jill and Chris was eventually in the franchise going to get the fucking since it was a franchise that obviously was going to continue. So I didn't think he had a wife. And then and then he said, like, she, Claire was there looking for her brother. So I'm like, oh, her brother, Chris, her Chris, her brother. Okay, you put two and two together. And then it's this cop, Leon. Now, I never understood Leon. I never understood Leon. Okay. Leon was a police, a rookie cop starting for his first day in Raccoon City. And that was the first day of the outbreak, right? So if I'm a rookie cop and I'm starting in this new city, first day on the job, and motherfucking zombies and zombie-like monsters and all this shit is happening on my first day, I'm motherfucking out. I'm quit. They can't tell. I mean, they can't tell that you left. They can't tell that you quit. It's a zombie outbreak. Like, it's zombies and monsters and crazy people everywhere. The police is not giving a fuck about, they're not even solving no regular crimes. People ain't murdering, people ain't stealing, people ain't rob, people is trying to get away from these zombie motherfuckers. People is running the streets, getting away from zombies and hiding and doing all kinds of shit. And the whole city is mostly like zombies. You don't really meet that many real live people left. So if I'm seeing a bunch of zombies and I'm seeing a bunch of fucking shit, I'm going to leave. I'm going to get my car, drive the fuck away from that town. Go back to wherever I came from at first, go back or go away, take a little vacation. And I'm going to wait a couple of days to zombie shit over. And I'm going to call the boss like, yo, I didn't make it that day. I'm sorry, my car broke down. I didn't make it on that day. What's up? No, he puts on his fucking vest and his gear and he gets out. And he immediately gets into the fucking zombie fight. And I'm like, okay, dude, you better than me. You better than me because cop training ain't, ain't, this ain't the shit. I always thought I was going to lock up a front. You know, this is my first day. I thought I was going to arrest a few drunk drivers. You know, pull some people over, write some tickets. You know, some 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 plain shit. And then I got to get out in the zombie apocalypse right away. Get out, zombies, monsters! Bang bang bong. Like what the fuck? Mm mm. But you play as Claire or Leon, and you got to go fight these zombies. Now you got to escape the city. The thing is, you got to escape the city. You got to get out of the city because you find out that they're going to blow the fucking city up. You're looking for zombies and there's monsters everywhere and they're going to blow the city up. And then they had this guy called, they called Mr. X. That was walking around like stalking y'all, like crashing in the walls and popping out of nowhere. And he was like the, um, he was like a tyrant and you had to get out the city. And, um, it was also a mad scientist, William Burke. And he was like the guy that like created the T-Virus. And he was like a mad scientist and he was going to, um, and you had to fight him, get away from him now. I met up with him and I thought like, okay, this is the dude that created the T-Virus. He a doctor. I thought we was going to have to save his ass. This motherfucker starts transforming, grabs a pole. He had a big ass eyeball. Like he had his eyeball turned big as shit, like on his chest. It was so nasty. I was like, oh shit. Like now I never seen nothing like that. I never seen nothing like that. I was like, oh God, this is nasty. And they show you, like, they stop and show him transform You see shit coming out of his body. Blood splashing out. Eyeballs getting big. Stuff coming out of him. You're like, oh, man, I got to fight this motherfucker. Like, I don't want to. I don't feel like it. Like, you get mad because you just go through a bunch of zombies. You go through a bunch of bullets. You go through bullshit. And then it's like, man, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like this shit at all but you got to do it and you know you got to do it you know like you if you don't beat him you're not going to end the game so you got to fight this motherfucker and you got to figure it out and you got to get killed a few times because they're going to kill you a few times but um so yeah and then you find out that like um rats is what did it like rats was eating some shit at the mansion and got away from the mansion and came and started biting people in the fucking city so it was like transfer by rats that's what they um that's what they say in the game. They show you when you first come on, a bunch of rats, and the rats is running around, and they start biting people, and then people are oh, like, oh, like, okay, okay, player, the rats then got out of the rat room, got out of the fucking, um, got out of the fucking what's it called? Got out of the fucking uh, umbrella thing, got out of the mansion, whatever, and these rats then went through the city and bit everybody, and everybody fucking ratted up. And so Claire came to Raccoon City looking for her brother. Leon, just a cop that started. And then and then they run into the doctor, um, Birkin. And they found out that Birkin started the virus. He started telling the story about it. But then he turns to a monster or whatever. And so they got to get out of there. So Leon and Claire got to get on this train. They got to get on this train that's leaving the city because the city is going to blow up. So that's how... Uh, Umbrella decided to cover up. They fired a nuke to just say, fuck it. We're going to blow up the whole Raccoon City. We're going to blow up the whole Raccoon City. We're going to blow it up, the RK Mountains. We're going to blow all this shit up. And we're going to cover up everything that we did. And we're going to go somewhere else and start the fuck over and get this shit right. So Umbrella was going to blow it up. So that's what they was going to do. So Claire and um Leon found out that they was going to blow up the city. And they had to get the fuck out of And they like, yo, we not here to investigate. Fuck my brother. Fuck this job. Now, I done got out, and I got into it. Now, I got to get back out of it, because I got to get out of this town. We got to get out of Raccoon City. And so, that was the plot. And they had this Mr. X tyrant following around. You had to fight him. And then you had to get out of the city, and um, that was that. Resident Evil 2 was really decent, though. I had fun playing it. I enjoyed it. I, um, and, and Resident Evil 2 brought me to another point about the cheating. So, um, Resident Evil 2, I remember specifically... There's this giant fucking alligator, right? And this giant alligator comes out of the sewer wherever you at, and it's a giant alligator, and he comes out, and you can fight him. And you try to shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, him, and then it's like one one or two bites from this alligator, and you're dead. Now, that's realistic. If a big-ass, giant, mutated alligator fucking bites you one time, and you're a human being, you're probably dead. So I understand the realisticness of that, right? But what I didn't understand was that it was like, this is impossible to beat. You guys have made an opponent or an enemy on this game that's impossible to beat. Like, that alligator fucking chomped killed my ass like 45 fucking times, right? And I'm like, how do you beat this alligator? And I wanted to cheat. Because they got the walkthrough books. And I never bought the walkthrough books. I never did it. I always prided myself on, I'm not buying the walkthrough books. And Resident Evil give you grades at the end. Like, they give you a grade on how good you did based on how fast you beat the game, based on how many times you died and all this shit. They give you grades. So, I always went back and replayed them to get a better grade. But when the first time I'm going through them games, I don't give a fuck if I get an F. I'm just trying to beat the game. You can give me a motherfucker. I can get an F at the end. I don't care. Now, when I go back to my second time, I'm trying to get an A, at least a B. I'm like, what do I got to do to get a B? But the first time I go to them games, fuck you. Give me an F. I don't care. I'm just trying to beat the game. So I never bought those books. I never bought those walkthroughs. I never bought those guides. And at the time, I wasn't online like that. Like, I wasn't on the computers like that going online. It wasn't like smartphones out where you were just go online and look up how to beat it. And I, and I felt like that was cheating anyway. I feel like that was cheating, but I also feel like the game was cheating me. and saying, yo, I fired off all of my acid rounds, all of my shots, all of my guns, all of my bullets. I shot this alligator like 100 times. He ain't dead. And now if he bite, now I I, I don't got no bullets. So I got to let him bite me. I got to die. I got to start over. Like, what the fuck? I was getting very upset. And then one day, on accident, I found out how to beat him. On accident, I'm running by this oxygen fucking tank. I'm running from the alligator, running from, running from, and I run into this oxygen bottle and the bottle rolls, falls down and rolls on the floor. And I'm like, why would that thing fall down and roll on the floor? And then I put two and two together. Oh, this is how you beat them. So the oxygen bottle fell, rolled on the floor. I shot the oxygen bottle. That shit blows up. Alligator dead. One shot, one kill. Alligator blows up in the parts. And I'm like, for real? This is all I had to do. Like, I, why couldn't I have ran into that thing 45 deaths ago? So I was salty as shit about that. But that was one of the things in part two that I was real fucking salty about. But anyway, so you go into um part two. And then they did a Resident Evil 2. They did it again. They, like, re-brought it out last year. I did I did get the Resident Evil 1 Um thing because it wasn't a remake it was just the same game but they just brought it back out so i played that and then i wasn't interested i wasn't interested in the resident evil 2 um remake now they're doing a resident evil 3 remake it's the same game it's just a couple of minor differences i was thinking about getting the resident evil 3 one but i don't know i'm not gonna get into that right now So then they came out with resident evil 3 nemesis and i was like oh shit nemesis and nemesis I, like i said i got game information. so i'm reading i'm looking at this guy and i'm like yo this nemesis dude looks crazy the game looks crazy so i'm gonna get it now this game is like starts like this game starts like before and after part two it like it starts out by when you start it it starts before part two happens but by the time you get to the end it's kind of like after part two happens it's like when you start it Claire and Leon didn't start yet, but when you get to the end, Claire and Leon is already on the train leaving, and and you are there with the, um, you are there, you are actually there within seconds of the nuclear strike. When you get to the end, you're actually there within seconds of the fucking, um, rocket or bomb or whatever they call it hit the nuclear strike hitting the fucking city like you're literally flying out the helicopter as the city is blowing the fuck up so you start before resident evil 2 and you finish like right after resident evil 2 and you jill you jill again and now you got to get away from raccoon city you like you're jill and it's like okay that's jill but then you got on skirt of John and Jill. Not a star's member no more. She like just trying to get out the city. She like fuck this city. And you see like little posters and stuff on there like Jill Valentine or whatever. And it talks about like the uh, the original resident evil in there. And you're just trying to get out the city. So you're going around trying to get out of the city, just like everybody else trying to get away. And the thing is, Jill runs into Nemesis, and Nemesis is like this big ass fucking Tyrant, fucking nasty tyrant dude, fucked up looking, and he's just chasing you around. Like, everywhere you go, this dude pops up, and you know he pops up, and he always scares the shit out of you because he goes, stars, because he was sent out to attack and kill all the, um, star agents, and he was called, like, the nemesis T-type or the nemesis, whatever, but he was sent out to kill, um, to kill everybody. Well, to kill all the stars members. And um, I love that game. I loved everything about it. You go to the police station, the police station. You got to go everywhere. And the fucking liquors. That game introduced the fucking liquors. The liquors were so... Yo, dude, when I say nasty, the liquors were fucking nasty, bro. That was one of the ugliest things. Like, they would just... Like, the first time you see the liquor, it just comes out and you hear... Like you can hear it walking, and you're like, "What the fuck is that? Come on, man!" And then you see it on the ceiling. This thing is on the ceiling, and it's on all fours like a dog. Like a, it's just nasty. It's making me sick right now. It's kind of scaring me. It's on all fours like a dog. The brain is exposed, and it's got this long ass nasty tongue dripping spit on you, and it licks your fucking face like it licks you on the face, like, <clears throat> like literally the first time you see it, it licks you on your fucking face, and I just can't. And them things, and they and they hard to kill. Like they ain't like one shot, one kill type things. They things like you gotta fucking move around, kill them because they move fast. They lick you, they hit you, they swipe you. They do all kinds of shit, and that shit irritates, gets right on my fucking nerves. And then they um, and then you got this guy that's Carlos, and Carlos works for Carlos works for Umbrella supposedly, and he was supposed to come there and like um help Umbrella like. To, like cover up the thing, kill the people, kill the uh, things and cover it up. But then when it went too bad, they just left them for bad. It was like, fuck y'all, y'all stay here. We don't care about y'all. We're blowing up the city. If y'all there, when we blow it up, y'all just did we blow it up. So Carlos had to get away. So he had to run away and with Carlos too. And then he had to save um Jill's life for it. somebody's life. He had to get the medicine and all that. It was, it was fun. It was fun to play. It was also these other little things in there. Um, they was like little midgets. Like little midget fucking monsters, like little baby tyrants or something, right? And these motherfuckers was crazy because they could jump and swipe. And if they jumped and swipe, they cut your head off. They used to jump and swipe and cut your fucking head off. So it was one jump, one swipe, and your head was off. So you really had to avoid them. They was easy to kill, but you had to avoid that swipe like you had to avoid it if you avoided their initial swipe you was good to go because they was easy to kill but that initial swipe was killing me too because it was this one time where you had to get off this elevator and soon as you got off the elevator it was right there and soon as i got off the elevator like if you took one step before you moved or shot at him that motherfucker was like and your head was off like, oh, you're dead and then you just yo they don't fuck around when you die it's just like you you fall down it's like you die it just got big red you're dead, You die, Fuck you that's how they told you. Like you go, Oh, you dead. You ain't got no chance. And I like um also I like the Resident Evil. You find herbs or you find first aid spraying. You can look at track yourself, see if you're dying, see how good you alive. You gotta um keep track of that and they and got the things where you can store stuff like you can store different guns store your bullets store stuff that you need and, and you can get book bags or whatever find a bag or something to give you extra storage so that was kind of cool i like that they give you all this storage stuff you can store little things you need they got all these little things you need like jewels and keys and all kinds of shit you gotta store um, I think rather, and then they got these boxes where you can go to the boxes because they give you a lot of shit. They give you a lot of shit in Resident Evil games. They give you a lot of shit and you got to figure out what shit you got to keep because you got to figure out what you need next. Like you might have eight jewels or eight something, whatever, and you only need the first two to go to the next thing. So you get a box, you store the rest of the shit so that you could pick up more ammo. You could pick up more health. You could pick up more shit. And then you find a box later on. You go back and you say, okay, I need this. I need this. I need that. You know, so it was kind of cool. You could store shit, but yeah. So, um, so I was Carlos. You beat Carlos, and you got to go through the city, and then and then at the end, Carlos and Jill both have to like escape together in a helicopter. So at the end, um, you always know Nemesis is coming back. You keep fighting him throughout the game. And you think like you already know. Like, you already know. If you play Resident Evil, you know that Nemesis is coming back. And um, that's just how I'm going to go into this segue. Like, this is a good segue. Nemesis is coming back. And you know I'm about to go to commercial, and I'm going to be coming back. <laughs> you could kill me right now because I'm going to commercial. But guess what? I'm going to be coming back. So um, I'm going to go to commercial break right now. And I'm going to see you on the other side. We're going to finish um talking about this Resident Evil 3. And we're going to get into the rest of them. So I'll be right back. Okay, so last we was talking, we was on Resident Evil 3, and I was telling you how Nemesis was attacking you, and you had to kill him, and he was coming back. This is another thing. Another thing how Resident Evil cheated. Well, they didn't cheat. They just don't tell you certain things that you need that you might how to beat the game. Like, um, for instance, Nemesis, Um, you fight him a bunch of times on the game, and I used to fight him. Run around, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. And I used to take all my ammo, all my acid rounds, all my fucking grenade rounds, everything I had, I would fire at Nemesis, and it took so long to kill him. Like, he he took a lot of power. Like, he didn't go down um a lot. And you didn't kill him because, like I said, later on in the game, you know he was coming back. He, he always came back to the end of the game. So, it was like, damn, yo, I keep spending all my ammo fighting this guy, and then I realized... Like a couple of times in the game, I ran away from a couple of zombies that I knew was going to be there. They slow, they can't catch me, and I know I ain't got to go back in that room. Like at certain points in the game, in the Resident Evil games, where you know, like, I found everything in this room. I don't have to go back in there. So if you see a zombie, you just like, fuck him. I ain't got to kill his slow ass. I I'm ain't I'm wasting my bullets and my time. And you run around him and you leave him there. And you go to the next level. Like, you're never going back in there. So you don't give a fuck about that zombie. And sometimes you play yourself because sometimes you do leave zombies in a room that you got to go back to, and then you go back there and you forgot you left that motherfucker back there. Remember when I was talking about how you can run back through the game where you killed the stuff and you don't have to worry about it? And then, yeah, well, you think that I killed everything up to this point and then you run back to a it's I mean, and you're like, oh no, I forgot this motherfucker. Like, oh shit, I ran from him. Like, yeah, I ran from him. So you gotta kill him. Well, Nemesis, Um, so I, the one time in front of the police station, I was like, yo, man, this dude, he took all my weapons, all my ammo, and they got save points. Like, they got these ribbons and you go to uh, typewriters and save points. So you really try to get to the next save point so you can save. So if you don't, you got to go back to the last one. So a couple of times you die because you don't have no more ammo. Like you don't have no more ammo, and the knife is not a good weapon against shit. The knife you got to be close to him. The knife ain't a good weapon. You can't fight the liquor with a knife, so you die and then you go back. And I'm dying. I'm going back, and I'm coming. I see Nemesis again. I'm like, you know what? I need to save at least some of these bullets to um some of these bullets or some of this ammo to survive till I get to the next save point. So what am I going to do? So then when I I decided just one time to just run from him, never just swung at me, I ducked under and I ran from his ass and got into the police station and he didn't come in the police station door. So I was like, wow, all these days, all this time I was fighting this motherfucker, and I could have just ran from him. So so from that point on, every time I saw Nemesis, I just ran from him. I just tried to avoid him because I'm like, don't waste your ammo. Don't waste your time. So I just wait, I just avoided him, and it worked. I avoided that motherfucker the whole rest. Once I found out you can avoid him, I avoided him the whole rest of the game. I just ran from him. Sometimes you run from him, and he busts through another wall, and you, you, you saw it. But most of the time I ran from him. Um, I didn't have to fucking deal with him again. You just run from him and go about the game till you till he pop up. And so that's what I did. So Nemesis, you get to the end. And then Nemesis, actually, you fight him for a while. And then, actually, he turns into something. You actually get to see his real form. Like, when you first see him, he has a rocket launcher. He has clothes on. He looks like a man that's just, like, mutated. But then after you start busting his ass at the end, the last fight, you start beating him up. And you got to beat him up. And you got to put this generator in. It's a lot you got to do. But after you start beating him up. He starts, like, falling over. He loses his rocket launcher. And next thing you know, Nemesis just turns into some kind of, like, nasty little fucking animal thing. And you just kill him. You go here and get on a helicopter. And the helicopter. Do, 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 do. And Carlos comes. And the helicopter gets you. You get in the helicopter. You take off. And do, 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 do. the fucking, you in the background, it shows the whole. Shh. But it's a countdown, too. You ain't got time to fuck around because it's a countdown. <coughs> Sorry. There's a countdown that comes in. And if you not, if Nemesis ain't dead and you ain't out that door to get on that helicopter by the countdown, then you die. Everything blows up, you die, and that's that. So, um, Resident Evil 3, game Nemesis, good game, have fun playing it. Um, And like I said, it was cool how it started out in the beginning of Resident Evil 2. And you don't really realize it, you don't really realize it, that you just think, you're just playing it, but then you realize that when they say certain things like, um, like Claire was looking for Chris, they tell you something about that. They tell you about the train leaving, but you can't get to the train because you, because the, the train where the train is, is blocked off from where you at. And they tell you about, um, and you can see the, uh, the nuke and you know about the nuke from part two. And then you see it on part three. And when you leave, you see it come in. So you're like, okay, so you can connect the two games together. Then after Resident Evil three, there was, um, Resident Evil cold Veronica. Now, Cole Veronica was on some other shit, bro. Like I was like, I had to get it, but Cole Veronica was hard. Like you back, you back is Claire, and Claire escaped Raccoon City, and now she was trying to like, she was trying to shut down Umbrella. She escaped Raccoon City. She know about Umbrella. So you got Claire who knows about Umbrella, Jill who knows about Umbrella, Chris who knows about Umbrella, Carlos who knows about Umbrella. So now they all, and it's like. I know y'all cops and y'all STARS units and y'all people that that like love people and all that, but I'm like, yo, y'all survived the survival horror. Why would y'all put yourself back in it? Like Claire actually wants the umbrella to like try to um break into their facilities to try to like shut them down. Like, why y'all keep fighting the good fight against Umbrella, Umbrella? Y'all can't beat them. It seems like y'all can't beat them. They keep making zombies things. And it's like y'all keep surviving. One of these zombies gonna kill y'all fucking asses. Like, if this was real life, I think they would have been quit. They would have all got together in a little group and been like, yo, listen, we ain't fucking with these things. Or they could have got together as a group. I think that either way, if they would have got together with a group, either they would have quit or they would have went together. It's like, okay, Claire, I know you know about it. Chris, I know you know about it. Um, Jill, Carlos, let's all get together. If We beat them single-handedly because they beat them by themselves. Like, you know, when you play the Evil with a one-player game, you're by yourself. So it's like, I beat these motherfuckers by myself. So... If I got survived and beat nemesis and beat all these motherfuckers by myself, if we were a four-people-person team that stuck together, maybe we could kill these motherfuckers. Like, maybe we could really get to the end of this, but they never did that. Or they could get together and say, look, you know what I've been through? I've been chased by this motherfucker. I've been attacked by this. And they're like, yo, I was over here and I got killed by this motherfucker and this and this and that. Like, yo, we should quit. We should just go somewhere and just stop. Just go somewhere and try to chill until they they let, let somebody else handle it. Let them do what they're going to do. Like, fuck this shit. Either way, they don't. So, Claire goes and tries to break into one of their research facilities and then she ends up in another facility. And um Wesker attacks it. Wesker attacks the facility with and, and now the facility is overrun with T virus and all the T virus and stuff is there. And so Claire, she escapes and she says she's gonna go look for her brother Chris. And um while she's trying to look for her brother Chris, she has to deal with this crazy dude, Alfred And he's got a sister, Alexia Alfred. So it's Alfred and Alexia Ashford. And they is, like, fucking with Claire. Like, he pops up. (laughs) He's gay as shit. He pops up and he fucks with her. And um, she's trying to get away from him. She meets this other kid. And this kid um, that's there in the facility, I think he works for Umbrella, I forgot his name. But he tries to help out. And you got to be him for a little while and run around with him. He ultimately ends up getting killed. But you... uh, or Claire, and you run into Alex and, I mean, Alfred and Alexia Ashford, and then, um, you're looking for your brother now, you're like, you know what, I'm in this facility, I can't do this by myself, I need to, um, I need to find my brother, um, and Chris is already looking for Claire, and he already found the island, he already tracks Claire to an Arctic facility, and, um, Chris comes up to, um, He's already there. So then you be Chris and you come back. And you say, and this nostalgia is great because you're like, wow, Chris, I remember Chris. I love being Chris and you want to be Chris. He's so happy for him. And now him and Claire is gonna get reunited. And he was waiting for that too, because Claire has been looking for Chris since um part two. And you wait for that. So Chris gets to the Arctic facility. And um then you gotta fight Alexia, who you find out Alfred has just elect Alfred. Has been Alexia the whole time. Like he's been posing as both people. But then you get rid of him and then you got to fight Alexia and you find out that Alexia is actually fucking like um, one of the monsters. Like they've been holding her out. They, they've they been hitting her up with the virus. This girl is generated and she's like one of the monsters and she's got wings and shit. And she does all this other shit. She's crazy. And you got to fight her. And then after you fight her, you got to fight Wesker. Because Wesker comes out and it's like, Wesker, why did you attack the city? Wesker, what the fuck are you doing? Wesker is back again. And he's like, so mad. You're like, I don't want to fuck with Wesker. He gets on my fucking nerves. Like, you know this guy's coming back. to you. like, Wesker is in. Everyone, he keeps doing this shit. What's wrong with you? You got to fight him. And then after you beat Wesker, then you and Claire actually escape and get away from that whole situation. Um, Cole Veronica was just extremely hard to me. I liked it. I had fun playing it, but it took me a long time to beat that game. Cole Veronica is hard. And one of the tyrants on there, he's like white and blue or red, white, and blue, like an American tyrant. I forgot. I know he was scary because he pops up and just comes out and he's like muscular and looks crazy as shit. And it took me a long time to kill him. And he wasn't one of those where you could run and just run and get away. He was like a real fucking tyrant. And so, um, yeah, that shit was kind of crazy too. So, Cole Veronica was just a crazy-ass game, and um, I enjoyed playing it, but it just it was really hard to beat. This one thing I remember was hard to beat was, like, it was a crystal crystal ball, and it had a key in there or whatever, and you had to get the key. To get the key, you had to drop the ball under this trap. It was like this trap thing that kept, um, it was, if you stepped on it, this big thing came down and smashed you, right? That thing must have smashed my ass a hundred times, yo. It's like you got to put the ball, the crystal under there, and you got to step on it and jump back like right away. Like step on it, jump back, and let this thing fall. I missed that shit like 100 times because it's scary. You got to push the jump back button real fast. You push the wrong button or you hesitate or you don't get it right, you smash. And I hated that. I hated doing that part. I was smashed so many fucking times. I mean, I literally stopped playing that game for like a week. Like I ain't playing this shit no more. I'm not getting smashed. And But then it was like. I didn't want to cheat because I thought it was some kind of secret that you had to do to, to beat it. And I didn't want to cheat neither. So I'm like, you know what? I'm never gonna finish this game unless I either keep getting smashed until I figure it out or cheat. So I just went back to it, started getting smashed, smash, 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 smash. What didn't get smashed? What the fuck? And then after you smash the thing and get it open, you don't have the um the key. So now you don't have the key. So the key's still under the things, and then you got to figure out how to get the key, too. So you got to jump in and get the key, and then get in the key. Smash, smash, smash again. Because so the first smash breaks the thing open to get the key out. Then the second smash, you got to get the key. So it's like, I'm fucking mad. I'm fucking mad about it, but I got it. I beat Resident Evil, um, Core Veronica, and then I'm like, yo, I'm killing these Resident Evil games. I'm so happy because I'm smashing all these Resident Evil games. I'm killing this shit out of them. Then um, Resident Evil 4 came out. Resident Evil 4 was on, um, I remember it was on a different system. I forgot what system it was on. It wasn't on the PlayStation 2 or whatever I had. It wasn't on that. It was on like a different system. And I'm like, do I want to buy a different system just to play Resident Evil 4? (laughs) Excuse me. So then I finally, like I didn't play Resident Evil 4 when it first came out. I didn't get it when it first came out. It took me a while to finally like figure out to get resident evil four or i borrowed a system i don't know how i ended up playing it but i ended up playing it and resident evil four is the best it's like they labeled it as the best resident evil to me it's not but that's what they said it was because it was different it it was set up different it wasn't like this regular survival horror It was set up kind of different and you got to be kennedy so you leon and now leon's got another job he's got to um rescue the president's daughter and um she's been captured by like a a a cult like it's a cult and you got to go to spain and rescue her she's been captured by some kind of cult you got to go to spain and rescue her and um it's not um the t virus it's these villagers and they are infected with this lost bloggers they call it the lost bloggers parasite so it's the lost bloggers parasite and you have to um go and stop these guys. They call them the ganados and that means livestock in Spanish, I think, or something like that. But it's called the Gulados. Gal- and they are um just murderous and crazy. And they not like zombies. They're like they're like humans with with their minds fucked up they're like increased enraged fucking human beings so they move they don't move like zombies. like the zombies in the game be some slow and walk around slow and all this they don't move like that like they move like like they run they jump they ride motorcycles like they do all kinds of shit and you had to fight them so it was kind of fun it was kind of more fast-paced but it took out a lot of the survival horror out of the game like it wasn't a lot of the survival horror it was like I don't know, it almost became almost an action game and it kinda irritated me because I was waiting for the dark doors and and all that shit. And um and all the shit that scared me and all the shit that got me in Resident Evil and it didn't scare me, it didn't do none of that shit. So it was a fun game to play, it was a decent game, but I did not I wanted my Resident Evil back. And then you get Resident Evil Five and um you go to Chris Riffield and you're trying to stop illegal sales of bioweapons and now it's like a two-player game because now you're with shiva it's this girl and she's with you like the whole time so now it's like a two-player game but it's not really two-player game because nobody can control Shiva. it's not split screen or nothing it's just she's there to help you and you could switch back and forth i don't i didn't think you could switch back and forth i think there's times where you play as her there's times you play as chris but there y'all are together like the whole time and um Y'all go there and the Lost Ploggers is in Africa. And y'all in Africa and the Lost Ploggers virus is there. And then you find out that it's Wesker again. Wesker's back and he's trying to um destroy the world and he's got a viral agent and it's uh it's a, it's a different virus plus a T virus plus something called um your your Roburos, your whatever it was called. But either way, Wesker's behind it. And it's all these new viruses and all this new shit that they develop. You know, the T virus goes to the to the lost plagues. The lost Plogus go to the G virus. The G virus goes to the T virus and your burrows or whatever. And so the same thing was up there. The, the zombies were like faster, moving around faster, doing all this shit. And it was this girl there, that was like um, this person that was coming in and out and doing all this shit in a in a uh in a black suit. And you're like, who is this person? Who is this person? You find out it's Jill. So Jill got some shit going on with her. So Jill's back. And she's got some shit going on with her. But now she's a bad guy. And you got to fight Jill. And she's a bad guy. And you got to get this thing off of her chest. It's like a thing on her chest that's controlling her. And making her um, do all the stuff that Wes could call her and put this thing on her chest to control her and make her do all this shit and fight you. Um, and do all this shit. And it was a cool game, but it wasn't, like I said, It again, it wasn't like Resident Evil. It was like an action game. It was like, um, the story was dumb, kind of to me. And it wasn't scary at all. It wasn't scary. Like, even the little, the, the, the tyrants and stuff that they had in that game, like the big guy, it wasn't even tyrants. It was Lost Plagas. So they was like, like human beings. It's just like, like a big human being with a big axe. And these things are like the, these, um, Metal things on their head, so you couldn't shoot them in the head. You had to like kill their body first or blow it off. It was just weird. Resident Evil Five. I liked the two the two people concept, and I liked the fast pace, but it wasn't Survival Harbor. It wasn't like regular Resident Evil. It was more like if Resident Evil was becoming an action game. The Resident Evil Six came out, and I didn't want to buy the game. I was like, I was done with Resident Evil. I didn't like Resident Evil Five, so I'm like Resident Evil Six. I'm not fucking buying it. And then I won Game Reformer. And I played some of it at GameStop. And I'm like, you know what? This is a fun ass game. Resident Evil 6 was a fun ass game, but it wasn't um, it wasn't Resident Evil. So I just was content with it. I was like, you know what? These Resident Evil games aren't survival horrors no more. They're not, they're not survival horrors no more. They're regular, um, re- they're regular games now. They're like action games. If you want to buy it, buy it, but it's not, it's just it's just a continuation of the story. So I bought Resident Evil Six just to, for the continuation of the story, and to see where it goes. And not, not no. So Resident Evil Six, you got um, Leon, Chris, Ada Wong, and Jake. Now Jake and Le- Jake and Chris are together. Jake is um uh, like Chris is like part of this new B- CBA or whatever group to set up to stop um you know these uh, bio weapons or whatever, and they're a Strike Force, and he's with Jake. And Jake is um actually I think jake is um wesker's son and he's been like genetically enhanced so he's kind of like half zombie half human like he's got like powers and um they got this new uh, c virus that's weaponized that uh has all these people going crazy or whatever. And you go to different towns, you go to different cities, you fight on cars, you fight this crazy ass doctor. Like this game is crazy. And then it's Chris and um it's Leon and Ada. Ada came up in part two. She was like one well, of them characters just pops up, says some shit and pops out. You never really know what's going on with her. And she's been around for a little while, but now you actually play with her in this game. And you just, yo, it's fast paced. You just shoot all these zombies. You just run around. It's like a cop game. Like you run into buildings and you got to clean the building out. And it's, like, and it's like zombies everywhere in the building. And you run through buildings, you got to clean the building out. And there's monsters, you got to clean the monsters out. And it's dogs, It's wild animals. It just was a wild game. And it was fast-paced. It was like, mm, 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 mm. non-stop, running, killing, shooting. It was car chases in there. That was crazy. You had to blow up cars. You had to do all kinds of shit. You had to fight one of the boys on the train. Resident Evil 6 was fun as shit. It was a good, real fun game. It wasn't Resident Evil, though. Like, after part... Three, part four wasn't survival horror. Part five, Destiny was not. It was like he was in Africa, he was running around, he was doing a lot, and part six is just a plane. It's, part six is almost an all-out shooter, huh? Part Resident Evil Six was almost an all-out shooter. I mean, besides it having the, some of the characters and and some of the aspects of Resident Evil with the with the with the viruses and, and and the zombie-like, the monster-like humans and all that, and the and the cities being overrun by zombies, other than those concepts, it really you could have put it, You could have slapped any title on that game and it would have been a good game and nobody would have known no different. It's just that it had some of the characters and it it was still part of the story. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to be um, part of the story and I'm going to continue on with the Resident Evil uh, story and we'll see. So then the final Resident Evil game was Resident Evil 7. And I was um, <clears throat> Resident Evil 6 and, the, and the Wesker's done, and all that shit is done. Like, the story is basically kind of over. And I go to Resident Evil 7 and I'm waiting for, like, okay, who's going to be it? Is it going to be Jill? Is it going to be Chris? Is it going to be Claire? Is it going to be uh, Leon? Who is going to be in this Resident Evil 7 game? Like, who is um, part of it? And, um, <clears throat> and I go to play, and, I, and, it, and it's first person too, and I'm like, what? Like, I don't want to play no first-person Resident Evil game. I'm like, no. Like, no. I, I don't like first-person games. I've never really been a fan of first-person games. Like, most first-person games have been shooters. And I I never played a lot of shooters. I never played a lot of first-person shooters. Like, the only shooters I really played was Gears of War, and it's not first-person. So, I never really played a lot of first-person shooters, and I wasn't interested in a Resident Evil first-person game. But I bought it. So, I buy it, and I start playing it. And um, you're playing as this guy, Ethan... And he's going to go locate his missing wife. She um she just sent him a, a a tape. She wanted to go help this family or something. And she sent him a tape. And the tape told him, like, you know, James is fucked up and she was missing. And so he goes and um he goes to find his wife. And the game focuses on more like survival horror. It wasn't an action style nothing. It was survival horror. It's still the same. There's still boss battles. There's still puzzles. You still got to um, evade enemies and, 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 and fight certain enemies and stuff like that. But it was hard. It was so fucking hard. Because it, it's like back. you, you your first person, but you're back on the whole Resident Evil tip. You're back on opening doors slow. You're back on being scared you're back on some nasty shit and it's slow it's not fast paced it's not a fast paced shooter it's back to the slow regular find clues do everything resident evil shit and you're in essentially another like a state it's not a man it's like a mansion but it's a rundown house so it's like a nasty ass rundown beat up estate, and you got to go through it and then you the same thing you find like secret passageways and secret doorways that takes you to another level never entrance of the estate, never um thing and you find out secrets, and it's this little girl, and the little girl is the cause of everything. The little girl turns this whole family into fucking like monstrous people, and you gotta get away from this family. And the brother's a psycho, and the, own, the sister's trying to help you because she wants to get away from the family too. She's kind of normal, but not normal. She didn't change yet, but she's injected with the virus. And you find your wife, you find out she's injected with the virus, and she acts crazy, but she didn't fully change neither. And it was a very, very, very decent game. I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was scary. The monsters are scary. The zombies are scary. The things that you fight are scary. The uh, the the boss battles are ridiculous. The boss battles are some ridiculous shit, yo. These bosses are not no joke. Like these boss battles on this game ain't no joke. You really got to figure it out. It's really hard. And it was really, it took me back to the Resident Evil roots. The only difference was that it was in first person. And, he, and it wasn't no Resident Evil characters. It wasn't no Resident Evil characters. I'm like, damn, no Resident Evil characters. But at the end of the game, after you beat it, some guy comes and he comes in a helicopter and he comes to save you. And I'm like, is that Chris? And then he says, his name is Chris Rizzo. So I'm like, oh, shit. So Chris comes back and saves you. And then after a while, I got the downloadable content. And it's, a, it's a, like a downloadable content. It's an extra chapter called Not a Hero. And it's, a, and it's fast-paced action, and it's Chris Redfield. So you do actually come back there, as Chris, and try to get to the bottom of what happened there. So Chris is back, and he's still trying to fight Umbrella and trying to find out about bioweapons. And I beat that Not a Hero thing with Chris, and it was hard because Chris was um, hunting down the brother it was a mom a dad a sister and a brother and they all was in that house and they all was part of the bioweapon so you beat the mom you beat the dad you help the sister because she's not already transformed and then the brother is a psycho the brother is just a murderous crazy psycho and the whole thing is chris goes to hunt him down the mom and the dad are already defeated the sister's already gone, and chris comes to hunt down the brother they found out it was a brother too, and nobody knows where he's at. So Chris comes to hunt down the brother, and you go through it—not a hero. You go through this thing to um to find the brother and destroy him, and it was good. And um also, Resident Evil had a lot of other like um what are they called? Like spinoff games besides the regular original games. Like they have Resident Evil Survivor, Resident Evil Gaiden. I think it was one called Resident Evil Dead Aim, Resident Evil Outbreak, Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles. They had all them Resident Evil Mercenaries, um, Operation Raccoon City, Umbrella Quirks. They had all of these different <clears throat> Resident Evil games. And like I said, they got the two remakes of Resident Evil 2 that came out last year and they got a remake of Resident Evil 3 coming out this year. I'm not getting them. I don't think I'm getting them. I just think it's a waste of my, game, my, my money because I played them games and I'm a... Like I said, I did the Resident Evil 1. It wasn't a remake. It was just a a re-release of Resident Evil 1 with upgraded graphics for the Xbox One. I bought that. I had fun playing it, but the nostalgia went away real fast, and it was just like, let me just beat the game just to beat it. So I'm not going back into that. Um I never tried none of those Resident Evil spinoff games. I was always like, I'm not buying them. I wasn't interested in them. I was just waiting for regular Resident Evil games until Outbreak. I bought Outbreak because Outbreak was an online Resident Evil game where you played with a bunch of other people. And y'all were online and y'all were on teams to try to like get out. And it was like, you had a team of other people to beat Resident Evil. And so I... um. I played. I bought that game thinking that that was going to be fun. Like, I oh, I was always like, you know, you know, I was always like interested in Resident Evil being a two player game. So I bought that. And the problem with that is uh, the real problem with that game is that it was terrible. It was a terrible game because it wasn't like Resident Evil. It was just like they made a game based on Resident Evil, and they put all of these and and they and they go online and you be in this group of people and it's just basically they put you in this group and they throw a bunch of zombies out there. They put you like in a bar and they bring a bunch of zombies in and you got to get out the bar and then you got to go through the city and there's a bunch of zombies. It was like bullshit. It was like no plot or nothing. It was like no story or nothing. It was just, I don't know. I didn't like it. And then the other thing was it, it, it buffered a lot where they didn't have the, uh, the online shit like proper. So it was buffering. So you get to a part where it'll stop and freeze up or buffer. You get to a part where you would have three people with you. The next thing you know, it's just you. Three people dropped out or you get dropped out for some reason. It was a mess. It was very messy. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy playing it. So I never bought none of the spinoffs. Resident Evil 7, like I said, it ended with you being in that not a hero download as Chris. So I'm hoping that the next Resident Evil, maybe they have another storyline for Chris and Jill. And you can play as them. And, um, and it can go back to the regular survival horror. I want the next Resident Evil to be a third person survival horror back to its roots. And if it does, they do come out with that game. I want yeah, I don't know why they focused on doing these remakes when they could have just focused on bringing back. like, like I mean, focused on just doing another Resident Evil and bringing it back to where it was. But I guess they thought that being fast-paced shooters would evolve with the times. But... I really just think that they should just go back to the drawing board and bring and and make a new Resident Evil 8 and take it back to the original. Resident Evil 7 took it almost back to the original but with the third person with the whole family concept I thought that wasn't right and you but um it was almost back to the roots and then when I saw Chris I was like okay good. So now I'm thinking like let's go. Let's make a Resident Evil 8 and bring it back to where it came from, where it all started. So now I'm going to get into the movies. So they said they were going to start making Resident Evil movies. And I was like, wow, Resident Evil movies. I couldn't wait. So I go to go see this Resident Evil movie, the first one. And I'm like, my first thought is, I'm thinking it's going to be in a mansion. It's going to be Jill and Chris and Barry and Wesker and Claire. I mean, no, not Claire. Jill, Chris, Barry, Wesker, and Rebecca. I'm thinking they're going to be the characters. They're going to be in this mansion, and they're going to be having to try to get out this mansion. And Barry and Rebecca, of course, going to die. And Chris and Jill going to be like the sole survivors, and Wesker's going to trade on them. I'm thinking that it's going go to go similarly off the, um the games. And then it's not. I see this girl, and I'm like, okay, it's a girl. And then I see all these Umbrella people come through and come in. And I'm like, okay, where's Chris? Where's Jill? Where are the stars? Where where Where's Barry? Where's Wesker? And it was none of that, so after it's none of that, I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on with this movie, but I'll continue to watch it, and then it, and then it was interesting, and then I realized that this movie was kind of like a prequel to the games. Okay, it was kind of like this movie was like why. 'Cause the games don't tell you why they were sent there. The games tell you that the Alpha team, which was like Jill and all them, was sent to the mansion because the Bravo team they got sent there disappeared. So the Alpha team was sent there to go find out what happened to Team Bravo, why they um uh, why they ain't come back, why the helicopter went down, what what attacked and what happened. Even though Umbrella already knew, but you know what I'm saying. So this was supposed to be why the Bravo team went there in the first place. You know, so this movie was based on The actual start of the Resident Evil games, like why the Resident Evil games even occur. So this was like a this movie was like a prequel to the game. So I get it. So I'm like, okay, cool. But the plot was that this girl wakes up. She don't know who she is. She lost her memory. And this team comes in and they fucking like grab her now. Alice actually worked for Umbrella. Her name was Alice. She actually worked for Umbrella, but because she didn't know her memory, she didn't know she worked for him. She thought she was married. And this guy was her husband. And then later on they they get their memories back. And they find out that they wasn't really married. It was a fake marriage. It was a fake mansion. And the mansion was a cover-up for the hive. We know about that. People who played the game know that the mansion is a secret cover-up for, for the hive and all that. We didn't know it was called the hive, but we knew that it was a secret facility and the mansion was a cover up for it. So we already knew that. So that was part, that was kind of cool. So then, um, they go and they find out this hive thing and they go in there and they're fighting all kinds of, um, uh, you know, zombies and monsters. These people are getting killed and coming back to life and being reanimated as zombies. Now the premise is that somebody tried to steal the virus and then the virus got leaked inside the facility and, the, the main computer AI that controls the whole facility um, in an attempt to keep the virus inside, shut down the facility, shut down the facility and um, and set it up so that nobody can get out, so that the virus would never escape the, the facility. And, um, and that's what she did. And so the team tries to escape. Their goal is to shut down the Red Queen so that they can get out, of this damn facility because the virus is bringing people back to life and causing them to be zombies and monsters and the virus is causing all kinds of animals to turn into monsters and um so they got to get out of there and as they try to escape this huge monster one of them lickers one of them lickers ends up coming after them and pursuing them and all this and all that and she finds out why she gets her memory back and she finds out how the virus escaped that her husband who was her supposedly boyfriend was one of the guys that um that tried to, that was trying to steal the virus to resell it. I guess he was trying to steal it for Wesker. And she was um actually being a snake. She was actually being a spy and she was supposed to like try to steal the virus and um and get it out of the hands of Umbrella to save it for this one girl. And her brother came to come try to find out what's going on with his sister and get her out of there too. So that's what happened. So Alice and Matt was the girl's brother, and they both um we're trying to escape. So they get to the end and it's a train here, and they get to the train or whatever. And now um, the liquor comes out and the liquor was their last means of the last thing to stop them. Like the Rear Queen's like, okay, y'all got through all of my little defenses. Y'all got through um, all the monsters and all the people that was in here. And um, y'all ain't all day. Y'all got through everything. But now I got a little surprise for y'all. I'm waiting. I'm letting this thing out, this liquor out. And he's going to get y'all. Y'all all going to die. And um, she lets the liquor out, and then they get away from him. But Matt gets scratched by the liquor, and um, they finally do find a way to get on the train. Find a way to stop the guy that was trying to steal the uh the shit. Well, they didn't stop him. He got away, and then he got caught by the liquor. And they find this motherfucker. <laughs> they find him crouched up, and they look at him fuck, like he's fucked up, like he ain't going nowhere. And then they um, so they escape. They finally do escape. They get out, and you think like, "Damn, they got out." But Matt was scratched pretty bad, and then as soon as they get out, um, they're taken. Like Umbrella comes in with these suits on, these hazmat suits on. They immediately like grab Alice, they grab Matt, and they take them, and they um, they just take them away. Boom, get them out of here. And you think like, "Okay, they're coming. They came to save them. They came to like." save him. So the movie goes off, but Alice is like screaming and fighting for Matt and Matt's being dragged away. And they're like, and it's like, no, they're not saving him. It looks like they treat him pretty bad. You know what I mean? They don't look like they're saying, okay, are you guys okay? What's up with you? No, it looks like they're treating him pretty bad. And I'm like, okay, they're snatching him out. You know what's going on? So that was like the movie. And I was just a little bit disappointed in the movie because I I, I just wanted it to be like close to the video game. I wanted it to be like, where's Jill and all that? But I did like the story. I did like the way they set it up. I did like how they set up, how the mansion was there. And then at the end, they did say, we got to get a team in here to find out what happened or record the data or whatever they were saying at the end. Like They were like, we got to get a team in here to record the data. And then that's when it hit me like, okay, that must be the Bravo, like the Stars Bravo team that came in. You know what I mean? That must be them. So this is the start of the game. So I'm like, okay, player. I, that's when you understand it's like a prequel. That's when you get the whole hint of it going into the part where the games were. So I'm like, okay, it's about, you know, so I like the movie. I enjoyed watching it. I had fun watching it. I bought it on, when it came out on DVD. Um, I was in it. I was in it. And then, uh, so that was cool. And I knew they was going to do more movies because they couldn't stop. There was no way they could stop. I'm like, okay, Resident Evil 2 is going to come out. I didn't know that they was going to do so many of them, but I knew that more movies was coming out because that movie ended like that, and I knew how many there was a lot of games. So I'm like, okay, more movies are going to come out. <clears throat> so I was just waiting for more movies. And then um, Resident Evil, what was it called? I don't know. It was called... Uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse, I think, was the second one. And Resident Evil Apocalypse came out <clears throat> and it was um so what happens was Alice um wakes up. Now she wakes up and um she wakes up and raccoon city is already fucking like done. Like the outbreak got out. Because if you watch, uh, I think if you watch the begin, I think it's either the beginning of Resident Evil Apocalypse or it's the end of Resident Evil One, where they sent the team in there, and you could see that the zombies, as soon as they opened the hive doors up, the zombies were right there, like bah! like it was too many of them. They just they just bust out, like bust it, mm. open the door, like they just bust out, and they got out, and they got to the to Red City. So there was a major, 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 like. The outbreak was in Raccoon City, like these zombies were out here and they was in the city and the city was already overrun with zombies. And then you see Jill, you find out, um, like when it starts, Jill is there, like it's Jill. And you're like, okay, there's Jill and it's her partner, Peyton. And, and it's Jill and you can see Jill. And then they show the newspaper that Jill was disgraced. And I know that that's part of Raccoon, that's part of Umbrella's cover up. Like Jill was part of the STARS unit and Jill probably came out and told them what happened and Umbrella had to cover it up. I already know Umbrella was covering it up. We already know through the games that Umbrella is a sneaky little corporation, they cover it up. So Jill comes out, and we know from the beginning that Umbrella was trying to get out all of their people from as soon as the movie started, and they was trying to get out all of their people because they was gonna blow up the fucking town. And Jill was like, We gotta get out of here. So they was letting people escape, like getting as many people out as they can at the border, because they was gonna blow up the town, they was gonna nuke the whole entire city, and so they were get they were evacuating folks. So Jill was basically just trying to get out of there. She had already been disgraced. It said that she was disgraced and suspended or whatever. And all of this other shit. So Jill was basically just trying to get out of town. So her and Peyton was trying to get out of town. And they go. They find this reporter. And they end up in this fucking church. And they're like, yo, how do we get out of here? And the liquor comes in. And they're like trying to get away from these liquors. And that's when Alice shows up. And um, Alice comes in and she rescues Jim from the liquors. And the funny part, I didn't like it. I mean, I mean, I did like it. It was the best. I think it was one of the best parts of the movie. So Alice comes in, and she just fucking, she kills the lick. Like, she helps. Like, she blasts the liquors, and she, like, immediately helps them get away from it. And Jill is, like, astounded. Because Jill didn't fought this shit before. Like, this now, this is after, um... The first video game. This is like part. This is like Resident Evil two of the video games where Jill already knew about the monsters. She already knew about the tyrant. She already knew about Wesker. She knew everything, and she already had fought and survived. So when she see this bitch doing shit like this, she like, okay, who the fuck are you? And that's what she said. Who the fuck are you? Like, who are you? And Jill's like, and I was just like, look, don't worry about it. Um, we gotta get the fuck out of here, right? So she's trying to leave. And um, they don't know how to get out there because they go to the evacuation point And Jill tells them, like, they're not evacuating no more. Like, we're trapped. They're not evacuating anybody anymore. They stopped the evacuation because somebody turned into a zombie at the fucking gate. And now they're all there like, nope, we can't let nobody the fuck out of here. So Jill's basically like, we don't have no way to get out of here. We're going to have to fight. And um, this doctor calls them and says, hey, he knows he's got to get out of there, and he knows an emergency evacuation is going to take some people out of there, and he tells them, I'll tell y'all how to get there, but y'all can't leave my daughter. So he tells him, like, look, we're going to incinerate Red Room City to get rid of the virus, but we need y'all to go and get my daughter, and if y'all go get my daughter, I will help y'all, and I will tell y'all how to get out, and, um, and that's that. And then they run into Carlos, who Carlos was sent by well, we know about, we know who Carlos is, and we know that Carlos got stranded and left there, and he was salty, and so we know about him, too. So now, as we watch the movie, we see Nemesis comes along, and Nemesis fights Alice, but really, he's looking for Starlight. Like when we first see him, he goes up on this plane where all these Star members are, and so we see Nemesis is looking for all of the Star members, and he's not really looking for the Star members to eliminate them, they're... Nemesis is like a test subject, like they're testing him against the best of the best. And the stars members are the only people that they know of that have survived this, like Jill, Chris, like the only people that ever survived anything, like survived the Hive, survived the mansion, were all stars members. So they're like, okay, we created this monster, this nemesis, and we want to see how he can fend up against these stars members. So he was sent to kill all the stars members. So. They rescue Angela, they find a the little girl, they rescue her, and the little girl tells everybody that um she's infected, but she's got like an antidote thing, and she's got medicine to like calm her infection down so that she don't turn into a zombie act crazy. And then they find out that Alice is infected, and they're like, Yo, are you infected? Why you ain't tell us that you was infected? But Alice was cool because she knew she she was like, Yo, I'm not I'm I'm the virus takes to me. Like, I'm not gonna turn into a fucking zombie, I'm not gonna attack y'all, like everything is cool. So then they make their way to the evacuation point with Carlos, and they get there, and then um, they find out that uh, it was a setup. The doctor really did want them to escape, but once they found, once once the doctor, once Kane, the guy who was running it, found out that they was going to escape, he sick nemesis on them. So Alice gets down there, and she saw nemesis before, like nemesis was out there before, he was trying to kill Jonah, but... They had a couple of run-ins with him before, but at the end, they Nem- They brought Nemesis out, and Nemesis was at the helicopter waiting, and they had to attack him. And after all this fight and this stuff, Jill Nemesis get into a decent-ass fight, and then Jill realizes that Nemesis is Matt. And so she talks to him, and he realizes that he's Matt, and Matt's still inside of him, and Matt has not him- Gets on his conscience for that one second, that split second, and allows Jill and them to get the jump on him and allows him to stop killing her. He trades on Kane, and then the, the group manages to get in the helicopter and they escape. Okay, end of the day, Jill, Alice, um, and Carlos, they all um escape. With the daughter and um, the the bad doctor he he gets turned to a, a zombie because he fucking he was traded on and Kane found out he was a traitor. and so they um, so that movie was good. I liked it. I really wish Nemesis was more involved in it. Like he shows up. And he kills the stars, people. And he looks good. Like, they really, really, really made him look good in the movie. Like, the way they set Nemesis up, they made him look like Nemesis. He looked like the video game Nemesis. It was all that. Jill was decent. She looked like herself. She looked like the character she had on the skirt and blue shirt. I really, really enjoyed um, that movie. It was fun. I enjoyed seeing um Mike Epps in it. Mike Epps was LJ. I enjoy seeing him in there. And um, when Nemesis came to come kill the Starz members, he didn't pose a threat. He put his guns away. He didn't pose a threat to Nemesis. So Nemesis kind of like let him live. I like Odette Fair as uh, Carlos. He was cool. Um, I like the movie. And then they fly away in a helicopter, and the helicopter crashes. And I'm like, oh, shit, the helicopter crashes. And then when they get to the helicopter, only Alice is there. Um, so I'm like, Damn. Did everybody die? I don't know what happened to everybody else, but only Alice is there. And then you find out later that, um, I guess after the helicopter crash, Alice was fucked up because she got hit with a fucking blade and a chest on her. So they assumed she was dead, so they left her there. But they didn't know she had enough power and enough of that fucking virus in her to not die, so she stayed alive. And so um Alice survived it. So when Umbrella found out, they only found Alice, and they took her to a research station. Um, she escapes the facility and now she's had got a lot more powers. And Jill and Carlos, um, who are disguised as umbrella people come and they pick her up. And um, this guy, Dr. Isaac, lets her go. He tells him, like, let her go, let her go. And then he says, like, activate program Alice. And I'm like, activate program Alice and you can see in Alice's eyes the um the umbrella logo flashes on her eyes, so I'm like, oh, man, they done fucking got Alice, and they done fucking injected her with the more virus, and they put some kind of program in her where she's like, um, I guess she's going to be like the new nemesis, like she's going to work for them or whatever like that, so I'm like, all right, cool, then they come out with um, Resident Evil Extinction. Now, at this time, uh, Alice is... um i guess she she got away from everybody she made a decision they don't tell you till later but alice made a decision to get away from people she was like umbrellas tracking her they know where she at all the time she always attracts like zombies and stuff like that so she made a decision to get away from people and um the t-virus is all over the world and the umbrella um Situation like Umbrella is cloning Alice's. Like they're making more Alice's and they're hoping that they can find one that can do the same things Alice do. Like they trying to find an Alice do the same thing, so they use her blood and her DNA to try to clone her, and they're cloning her to try to find out if they can make one death as good as her. But they can't. So Claire, Claire Redfield, now Chris's sister, now she has a group of people that she's leading across the desert and. Carlos is with her and then LJ, you know, Mike Epps from part one. I don't know he survived and I don't know how he linked up with them, but he ends up with them too. And they're um they're in the desert and they go like to Las Vegas to try to get gas. And that's when they run into um like well no, before on the way they wait a minute. So they get trapped somewhere and these killer birds come, these birds come, and these birds come to kill them. And Alice finds them there and she saves them. She saves them and Carlos knows her. So she saves them and then she sees Carlos and they're scared of Alice because Alice saves them with her kinetic power. She used her, her powers to get rid of the killer birds. And I saw Ashanti and as soon as I saw Ashanti, I was like, Ashanti's cool, Ashanti's in this movie, She's gonna die. Like I knew Ashanti was gonna die. Like I knew it. I was like, Ashanti's gonna die. And Ashanti became like a hero. They did give her a hero's role. She died in a hero way. But I knew she was gonna die. But then after Jill saves them, I mean after Alice saves them, Claire's like, what the fuck? Who is this bitch? The same thing like Jill. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, no, we don't wanna be around her. And then and because Carlos knows her, Carlos, is like, no, I just Alice, she's cool. She she's trying to stop Umbrella too. She's gonna to help us. So then they go to Las Vegas because they need gas and they know Las Vegas has like all them gas pumps or whatever. Cause they don't have enough gas and they're trying to get to Alaska because they think that Alaska has this place called Arcadia where they've been getting all these, um, these, uh, what is it called? All these broadcasts from Arcadia saying that this is a place where they can go and be safe and all that. So they're like, okay, we got to get there. So they're trying to go and, um, they get ambushed because Umbrella has made like these super zombies. Now they made these zombies that are like they, that are like a combination of humans and zombies. They like they they can think and talk and know how to move and how to fight, but they're not. They're like lost. They're like the zombies from like Resident Evil Five, the game, or Resident Evil Six. Like the zombies, like I said, that are still kind of like human-like. that can still move and stuff and carry guns and do shit. They're like those kind of zombies. So these super zombies attack them, and they kind of get away from them, and they. The super zombies, like, kill most of them, but, you know, a lot of them get away, and then LJ, he got bit, like, in a a room earlier in the movie, and and he don't tell nobody, he tried to hide it, but then at the end, later on, he, like, bites Carlos, and, like, I was fucked up sad by that, because he turned into a zombie, he bites Carlos, and Carlos, you know, he has to, LJ has to be killed, and I was sad about that, that they had to kill Mike, um, Mike F, but he bites Carlos, and, um carlos been bit carlos don't hide it he tells Alice like i've been bit now it's like how long you think you got he's like i don't know you know i feel good but i've been bit so you know whatever so they find an um umbrella base and they're like it's a helicopter there and they're like yo we're gonna steal that helicopter we're gonna get the fuck out of here so carlos so they're like how we gonna get in the base it's overrun by zombies around it it's a gate there like how we gonna get in and carlos like you know what i've been bit so let's just load up all our fucking bombs, and I'm going to drive this truck in there. I'm going to make a bomb. He sacrificed himself, but he was going to die anyway. So I was like, all right, cool. So he plows the truck in there. All the survivors go to get on the um, on the helicopter so that they can get to Alaska, and Alice is like, I ain't going. And they're like, Alice, why you not going? What's fuck wrong with you? Come on. We can get out of here. And Alice like, no, I'm not going. I don't like Umbrella. I'm going ahead, here. I'm going to fucking see if I can shut this fucking base down. I got powers. I fought these motherfuckers before. I'm going in here. I'm going to shut this motherfucker shit down. I'm going to stop, Umbrella. I'm going to kill him. That's it. So y'all go do what y'all got to do. Just escape. I love y'all. You know, whatever. So she goes in there, and um, she finds out the Doctor Isaac's in there. He's been bit too. So Isaac's been bit. And that's when she discovers that she's been cloned. She finds all the clones in there. and um, and Isaac's been bit. And so she has to fight him. And Isis turns to one of the monsters and tells her, like, he's strong and he can beat her ass. But she goes in, she fights him, she defeats him, and then she calls Umbrella. And she calls Umbrella, and we see Wesker there. And Wesker's, like, the head of Umbrella, and she's telling Wesker, like, you know what, I'm coming for y'all you know, and now I got some of these clones, like, I got clones, and they coming with me, they not as good as me, but they good enough, they can help me, and then she knows that she can sacrifice them, they not real, they clones, they know they clones now, because she done told them, so they know that they're sacrificial lambs, they know that they're just going with her to get killed, whatever, but they're going to help her, um, to go attack Umbrella, and, um, and fuck this shit up, so that was that, so then we go, and afterlife, um, comes out. And Afterlife is the third movie um, of the um Resident Evil uh, movie franchise. And um what happens is uh it starts out Alice and Alice and her clones, they go to like Japan or Tokyo, wherever it is, and they go and they go and they attack that umbrella security, that umbrella um facility and they attack it, they get to the end, they get to Wesker and Wesker um destroys it. He destroys his facility, he kills all the clones, he kills everything, he blows the whole thing up and he thinks he's getting away, and he gets on a helicopter. And that's when Alice comes aboard the helicopter. And uh Alice comes up there and she confronts him. And when Wesker's good, Wesker gets away from her and he um injects her with a um with a serum that takes away all of her shit. Like he basically um he basically cures her of all the T virus shit. And then the helicopter crashes. And um, she gets out of the helicopter. She's still alive. And so she decides, like, she's going to try to find Arcadia now because that's where everybody went. And now she's a regular human. She's like, I don't have no superpowers no more. I'm not, you know, Wesker took away my powers. He took away the T-Virus out of my body. I don't want it anymore anyway. So fuck it. I'm glad I don't got it. And I'm going to go find Arcadia. That's where everybody said they was going. So I'm going to go find it. And see where everybody's at. So she goes to Alaska, trying to find this Arcadia place. Now, when she gets to Alaska, she finds Claire, and Claire, like, attacks her. And she finds out that Claire has the device on her chest that's making her be controlled by Umbrella, and her memory's been wiped. And now, that's when I linked that to the games, too, because remember I said Jill came back and attacked them, and Jill had that thing on her chest. And you had to get that thing off of her chest that made Umbrella control. So this is what Claire has, so that takes you back to, like, part of the video games. So they um they get rid of her. They they she gets Claire cool, and then they fly to all Los Angeles where they meet like Luther West and other people. And Chris and Claire's brother is there, Chris, and he's trapped. Like they got him caged up, like he's some kind of criminal or something. And Claire tells him like, "That's my brother, whatever." And so he gets out, and um they um uh, they try to escape. And so, during the whole thing, they got zombies, and they got all kinds of shit going on, and they got, you know, you know the whole routine. They got to escape now, and zombies are coming, and the monsters are coming, and they got to get away. The whole same Resident Evil routine. So, um, the people that tell Claire that the Arcadia is not, um, I mean, they tell Alice Arcadia is not a place. It's really just a tanker off the coast, and it's been broadcasting messages and saying that it's picking up advisors. So, during the escape, Alice, Claire, and Chris... Um, they get to the tanker, and they find out that it's abandoned. It's not. <clears throat> well, first off, this one guy steals the plane and leaves. And so now he leaves them. He trades on them. He steals the plane. He leaves them. But they get to the tanker, and they, they see that it's, um, it's abandoned. It's not a bunch of people there. It's not nobody there. And so they're like, what the fuck is going on? And Claire um, memory returns, and she remembers that the Umbrella people attacked them. Attacked them and took them to the tanker. So she knows that something's wrong. but then they find out that the tanker is a research facility, and they got all this, the survivors in there, and they got them in these little things, and they're holding them. You know, they're testing them, and they find Kmart. Kmart was one of the girls from part two that was with them in that convoy that they, that I assumed was dead, but they found her in there too. She was trapped, and she was one of the people in there. And then they meet Wesker, and Wesker's, like, super powered up because he doesn't took the T-Virus. He's, he's got all the powers and stuff like that. And so they found Wesker, and they actually find a way to defeat him. And then Alice tells all of um, the survivors, you know, come to the tanker. And they were trying to, like, have a uh, a real like a real safe thing. Like they defeat Wesker. They got the tanker there and there's a bunch of survivors there and they, they're trying to like have people come there and say like, we really are a safe haven. Like you're really going to be cool here. You're really not going to be attacked. Everything is going to be fine. And um they think that. And the next thing you know, Umbrella's back and all these fleet of Umbrella Corporation, gunships and all that comes and they like surround them and they're like, yo, we got y'all motherfuckers. And then you see Jill and it's like, oh man, they go Jill. And, like, I'm thinking, like, okay, this is a star thing. Jill's coming to say, No, Jill got the thing on her chest. And it's like, okay, Jill has been recruited by Westgate. And now Jill is working for Umbrella, too. So you're like, oh, man, this is all fucked up. So, um, that was that. And then Retribution comes out. And, um, Retribution was weird because Alice, um, is in a, a, a base. And, um, it's like this thing where she's married and she's got a daughter, <clears throat> and they are making it seem like it's like a um a whole happy thing. And I'm like, well, what happened? Alex married, and it's Carlos, and he, she got a daughter and all the shit. And I'm like confused. And then I find out that that's not really the real life. That's a fucking umbrella base, and um, it's an umbrella base, and it's just uh, a fake place that's like set up. <clears throat> to do experiments on people and stuff like that. So it's not real. It's like a bunch of clones and a bunch of like bullshit going on. So Ada, who's now in here causes a power outbreak and lets Alice escape. And she tells Alice that um, Wesker wants to help her escape because they want to battle the red queen. Like Wesker's now against the red queen and they want to battle the red queen. So he's um setting up a group of people to come in and help, um, and help Alice escape from that facility. So they're setting up to escape from the facility because um, he tells her that he wants her to fight the Red Queen to save whatever left of mankind. So he sends people to um, infiltrate the base and save her. So Leon Kennedy is there. We know him. Barry Burton is there, and Luther West from the you know the guy who survived with them before. Well, he didn't go with them. So I assumed he was dead, but he actually wasn't. He actually survived and they all go and they're all sent there to basically like save Alice. And so, um, there's a clone of Carlos. There's a clone of one from the first game. There's a clone of rain who was all people from like the first movie. And they were all, um, there and they were sent there by Jill to fucking like stop Alice, like kill Alice. So Alice actually runs into the rescue team with, um, with Leon and all them. And, uh, Burton gets killed um Carlos gets killed one gets killed and Alex and Kennedy and then they Alex actually saves her fake daughter Becky because Becky is a little girl that thinks that Alice is her mom because in the first sequence Alice was her mom so she really thinks that Alice is her mom and Alice don't want to hurt her feelings and tell her like that's a clone and I'm not your fucking mom so they take the girl too and um and they get uh they kind of like get away and they get to the surface, and they get to escape, and then they have to um, they see a submarine there, and in the submarine, um, way um, Rain gets out. The girl from part one that was part of the whole umbrella team that got killed. It's, it's Michelle Rodriguez. If you watch the movies, you know Michelle Rodriguez. You know what the character Rain is. She gets out, and now um, they have orders from the Red Queen and Joe Valentine to kill Alice. So Valentine, so Jill battles Alice, and Rain fights with them, and um. Alice gets that device off Jill's chest. She manages to get that device off Jill's chest, and so it turns Jill back to normal. So now Alice and and Kennedy, and them um, they they Alice and Leon they beat uh Rain, and Alice and Leon and Becky and Jill they go to um Wesker's base, and once they get to Wesker's base, Wesker is there, and they're like, you know what the fuck's going on? Like, what are you doing? All this and all that. And Wesker injects Alice with the T-virus. He, he injects her with the T-virus, and he gives her her powers back. And he tells her, like, "Um, we got to save mankind. And, and it's like, it's just us now. And look out at what's going on in the world. And we got to save him. So I need you to have your powers back because you're responsible. And you have to help me, like, stop this shit. Like, Wesker acts like he had enough. Like, he's now on the side of trying to stop it. And that's why he helped her escape. And that's why he helped her fight the red queen and he's not on that fucking team no more that's what he needs Jill to believe that's why he gives her her powers back so now jill's got her powers back and um and it's like wesker's on their team and i'm like oh shit and i'm happy because i'm like okay now they down it's jill it's um i mean not jill alice got her powers back but it's jill it's alice it's wesker and they all on the same team now. And we about to get this shit popping. And I don't know what happened to Claire and Chris. I guess they went on some separate missions. They don't really um bring them up. But I'm like, where's Claire and Chris? I wanted Claire and Chris to be a part of it, but they wasn't a part of it. But that's fine. I guess that's fine. I guess they just um they just eliminated them. But they still they got Alice, they got Jill, they got Wesker. And I'm like, okay, this is the team. Like the next movie, they're gonna be fucking some shit up. Then we go to the next movie, and um, humanity is just destroyed, and Alice um, was betrayed by Wesker in D.C., and now the Red Queen tells her, like, yo, you got to go back to Raccoon City. The only way to stop this is to go back to Raccoon City, because in Raccoon City, Umbrella has an airborne antivirus that will kill every t-virus organism once you get it into the air it will kill every t-virus organism that it comes in contact with and that's in raccoon city and you got to go back to raccoon city to go get it so alice is on her mission by herself to go back to raccoon city to go get it but she's caught and she's captured by um dr Ives, who she thought she killed him she thought she beat him in the other movies but he's back and um he goes and he captures her And then she's like, no, you're dead, whatever, whatever. And he tells her, that wasn't me, bitch. Like, that was just a fake me. That was a clone of me. Like, and you be the clone. And I'm the real Dr. Isaacs. And you're going to, um, and you about to get killed. So, um, Alice escapes from that, from Dr. Isaacs and his little, his little convoy he had trapped. And she goes and she makes it to Raccoon City. And then, um. She makes it to Raccoon City, and once she gets to Raccoon City, she finds Claire, and her and Claire fight Doctor Um Doctor army, and they, a team of survivors, they actually get a little team together, and they make it to the hive. And now, when they get to the hive, they encounter the Red Queen again, and the Red Queen actually tells them the whole story of the T virus. She tells them how. This doctor, um, the founder of the umbrella corporation made the T virus because he wanted to save his daughter. And his daughter was like, had this, this disease which caused her to age. And so he made the T virus in an attempt to save his daughter and stop the aging. And she told him about how his partner, Dr. Isaacs, um, betrayed him and tried to steal the virus to use it to make bioweapons. And he got Ale- he got Wesker to um kill him. And uh they wanted to release the t-virus on purpose to cleanse the world so they had all these powerful people um put in cryogenics and saved in the hive, so that after they clean like cleaned out the whole world they could just um destroy kill the t-virus and start over with all these rich and powerful people and all that and so um that was that so The team goes, and they they get Wesker. They get Dr. Isaacs. They get all the way to the bottom of the hive. They find him, and they get to all of them. And that's when Alice is told, like, the truth. Now, I'm not, I don't want to spoil this. This is the one movie I don't want to spoil, because this, I mean, this movie's been out long enough that people should have seen it, and all Resident Evil fans should know about it and should have already seen it. But this is, like, the biggest, biggest, biggest biggest fucking reveal in the whole history of the fucking Resident Evil story. So I don't want to really put this out there. But anyway, they tell Alice a real big secret and Alice has to do with that real big secret. But the thing is, they meet Alexia Marcus, who is the daughter of the owner umbrella. And she um is still living, even though... She had a condition where she turned normal, where she was aging. They still kept injecting her with the T virus and kept her alive, kept her alive, kept her alive. So, needless to say, they beat Dr. Isaac. After Alex finds out the reveal that I'm not going to spill on this, on this on podcast episode, they beat Dr. Isaacs. They actually find a way to beat Wesker. And them beating Wesker is part of the reveal, so I'm not going to say that either. But they beat Dr. Isaacs. The, um, the clone actually stabs Dr. Ives the Isaacs because he don't believe he's a clone. And Alex releases the antivirus. Then the, the antivirus kills everything. And the T-virus. Now, Alex is told she has the T-virus in her, so the antivirus um, gas is going to kill her too. It's going to kill her, too. So Alice realizes she's going to die, too, but she don't care. She's like, fuck it. I don't care. I'll sacrifice my life to save all these people. So then it hits up, and the, and, and all of the zombies and all of the monsters and everything that was around, they start dying. And Alice passes out to them like, damn, Alice is dead, and it's over. Then it's not over because Alice actually don't die. She actually wakes up, and they're like, wow, Alice actually survived." Everything she wakes up you now. She's talking to um Jill and them. She's like, Yo, I'm I mean, she's talking to Claire and him. She's like, Oh, I'm cool. I waked up and they're like, You did it, you did it, save saved the world, whatever, whatever. And then as the movie goes off, Alice is riding a motorcycle and she's being attacked by like these flying bioweapons, and she's saying that she's not finished, like it's gonna take a while for the antivirus to get to the whole globe. So, in the meantime, she still has to go um fight. So this Resident Evil was slated as the final one, and I thought it was going to be the final one because they at least they released the um, antivirus into the world. But you got to think it would take a long time for that airborne virus to get across the whole planet and cure everybody. So in the meantime, there are bio weapons still going around, you know, and there and so Alice do have to still fight bio weapons. But I don't know if they're going to make another Resident Evil movie. There was talks that they were going to do a reboot, like they were going to start it over. And they were going to make the Resident Evil movies like more like horror films, and I would enjoy that. But I would really like them to continue the story, or I really want them to do a reboot and make it a horror film, and just keep and just have like Chris and Jill and Claire, Chris, Jill, and Claire, and um and maybe Leon because he was in the he was in the early game. So Chris, Jill, Claire, and Leon, they should make it. They should just have them four be the four protagonists and keep them together and keep a storyline based on them being all together because. That's what pissed me off about the movies. It's like, you see Chris in this movie, Jill in this movie, Chris and that movie. You know, they didn't keep them together. And I wish they would have just kept them all together and had them all be the heroes throughout the series. So I hope that maybe this new movie, if they get around to it, can do things in that nature. But um, with that being said, this has been my Resident Evil episode of the Lisper podcast. And I'm glad that you've been listening. I hope that you continue to listen. I've been actually getting a lot more listens. I got a Facebook page. Just go on, look for Lisper Lisper, Livingston. See, I'm fucking up. Look for Lisper Livingston. I can't even say it, Lisper Livingston. I can't. It was hard for me to say it. Look for Lisper Livingston on Facebook and on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Lisper Livingston. I think it's at Danger Flip It. Um, that's my Twitter handle, Lisper Livingston, at Danger.FlipIt, or you could look for me on Facebook, Lisper Livingston, that's my Facebook name, Lisper Livingston, but that's a Facebook account that's based on this podcast, and that's where you can find out where new podcasts are coming out, the, um, the updates, and you can... Um, tell me some ideas and leave me some messages or if you want to be a guest You can message me on there and be a guest or you can go on anchor fnm and, me- and message me right on the page when- before you listen to the podcast go on anchor Look look up the list for podcasts and message me right on the page. Whatever you want to do. I'm down with that Um, so message me. So now you know my spiel You know what i'm gonna say like tell a baby tell your grandma Tell anybody you can tell a stranger tell everybody on the bus tell your cousins tell people at work to listen to my podcast and um and you can support me too. You can always make a donation. You can always fucking um subscribe and um and support me like for like a dollar a month or some shit like that. Whatever you want to do, or just support me by listening, and just support me by getting your cousin and listening to your sister. You know what I mean? Get two people to listen, and you be supporting me a lot. And like I said, if you own a business or if you um feel like you know about entertainment, you want to be a guest on my podcast, let me know. Talk to me, and I'll put you on. Like I don't care. This is, I'm 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 networking baby, I'm trying to get this thing popping. I'm trying to be like Joe Rogan. I ain't going to be like Joe Rogan, but you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to get my podcast. I'm trying to get at least a hundred listeners. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, And I'm not talking about listens. I got over a hundred listens. Don't I ain't fucked up. My podcast is doing, I'm getting listens. I just need more listeners. You see what I'm saying? I don't need like one person to listen to 10 different podcasts. I need 10 people to listen to all of them. You know what I'm saying? It's a difference. But, um, with that being said, this has been the Rather Evil episode of the Lisper Podcast, and once again, I'm your um your host Tyrone, and I'm saying, uh, come back and you'll hear me next time because I won't see you. Everybody would say, "See you next time," I won't see you, but you'll hear me. So come back and listen to the Lisper Podcast. Okay, I'm out. See you next. Uh, hear you. You'll hear me next time. Bye.